Hey, hey, Michigan Maniacs. This is the Michigan Football Rant, and I am your host, Adam Brewer. Before we get into this episode, I just want to go over a little housekeeping. All right, guys? Um, Right now, you'll find me on Instagram and uh, Facebook. I'm also going to be way more active now on YouTube. I've been hinting at some things, and I'm finally narrowed it down to what I want to do. So I want to break it down to you right now. Uh, On YouTube... I will be downloading all reaction episodes from here on out. You guys seem to be loving every reaction episode I put out and every quick hitter episode I put out are off the charts, both of them. So I will start with reaction episodes and I will probably start putting quick hitters on there as well. Um, Fantastic. The response you guys have been giving me lately is off the charts. I just want you guys to know. I really, really appreciate your support. So with that, go to um, uh, YouTube and like and subscribe. And also go to Spotify and leave a star review. Uh, Hopefully it's a five-star review. Follow there as well. And hit me up on the DM and I will send you new stickers. And I have wrist bracelets. The ones that old Lance Armstrong used to have. But they are blue with the Michigan Maniac uh, on it. And let's face it, this is the football rant, but we are all Michigan Maniacs. I will do that for free. You just got to hit me up, let me know where I need to send them, and I will do it for just simply thanking you for supporting me. Also, if you go to um, Spotify in the bio, you can hit uh, the voicemail voicemail Mondays is going to be a thing. Please leave your voicemail and I will create a whole episode around whatever voicemails I get. If I don't get any voicemails, it'll continue just to be ask me anything. Either way, I'm hoping that you guys get involved. I want to be more uh, retro. I want to be more active with you guys. Okay. Also you go to the bio in Spotify And you can support this podcast for a mere $4.99 a month. I think there's three options, $0.99, $4.99, and $9.99. Either one, I really don't care either one you want. You go ahead and support this podcast, and it will allow me to buy shirts, hats, and all the other stickers and uh, bracelets that I can pay for. That's all I want to do is just give back to the Maniac Society that has been so good to me. So I appreciate you guys. Go through all this. If you can, let me know, and I will give back to you as much as I possibly can. Thank you so much for being the greatest audience ever. I mean, you guys have been fantastic. Um, To me, you always be the silent majority. There's a few of you I hear from constantly, but the numbers have just been increasing, and it is fantastic. It is getting to the point... Um, it's getting to the point where we are almost pre-COVID numbers, and that's exciting. And I have only you to thank. So thank you very much, guys. Once again, go to YouTube, go to Spotify, like and subscribe on both, leave a review on both, hit me up on the DMs, and I will send you new stickers and new rubber bracelets. You go and support me on the bio in Spotify. Pick any one of the three that is off that is offered, and I will also send you a hat 
once the the new hats come out i want you to pick which one and i will send them out i just want to make you guys happy that's all i want to do so i hope we can just crush it and i hope you love this week's episode Hey, hey, Michigan Maniacs. This is a Michigan football rant, and I am your host, Adam Brewer. This is the Reaction Episode Maryland. Um, guys, hit me up on uh, Instagram, on Facebook fa- fan page, and even YouTube. Um, I'm still trying to figure out what I want to do for uh, other things coming up, but I want to find a way to support the channel with. And just make shit for you guys if you guys want it or to give away free stuff. So that's what I'm trying to figure out. So anyways, until I figure that out, uh, let's get into this show. A um, few things before we actually get into it. Uh, we need to relax about a few things. <laughs> I've been watching some of these podcasts and we need to relax. Here's here's on the things that we need to relax on. One, yesterday's performance even though not super impressive, but it still wasn't a great day for college football in general because I believe they it is the I would like to call the the hangover of the non-conference schedule. I mean, we're not the only ones who looked lackluster, but at least we won. I mean, here's a few examples, shall we? Oklahoma loses to Kansas State conference opener. Clemson goes into double overtime with Wake Forest, conference opener. Arkansas loses, okay, to, I can't remember who, but they were, they're ranked, oh, Texas, Texas A&M. They're ranked 10th in the nation. They lose. Um, Texas loses. Uh, Georgia, Georgia beats Kent State. Now, listen, Kent State, not conference opener but Kent State they they lose I mean Georgia wins 39-22 I wouldn't say that's the greatest way to beat uh Kent State you know they didn't look impressive either and then Miami loses so yeah we didn't look great but we won <laughs> we have also uh this whole JJ thing yeah he's a young quarterback I hate to bring this up again but uh, C.J. Stroud, the beginning of last season when he got his first start as a young quarterback, you know what he looked like? He looked like Dookie. All right, he had some great performances, but he had very he was very inconsistent at times, right? I just remember watching Oregon. They're like, "What's going on? He's so inconsistent. He's panicking. This. He's blah blah blah." And guess who was the in the Heisman Trophy? Right? Who was in the who's one of the candidates? C.J. Stroud. These are young boys who are trying to figure out how to be a starter. Give them a chance. I mean, hell, even Bryce Young didn't look great all last season. These are young kids. JJ's going to figure it out, all right? He's just going to. And guess what? Even though he didn't look great, he still made enough plays for us to win. Thank God for Corum. But still, he wasn't awful. He wasn't throwing numerous interceptions. Yes, he needs to make sure that he doesn't put himself into those positions where we're, where he's, you know, he just needs to learn to get rid of the ball a little bit sooner. I, like I said in the quick hitter when I was talking about if J.J. won 
the starting position. He has to let the big play come to him. He can't always try to force the big play. And I feel that's what he was doing yesterday. He was forcing the big play. Instead of letting it come to him, he was forcing it. Very subtle differences, but still differences. All right? We're going to be fine. We're going to be fine. All right? Maryland is going to mollywop Michigan State. Now, it's probably going to be a close game just because Maryland's defense might might give up some points to Michigan State. Maybe. Michigan State looks awful by right now. I mean, who would we rather be? I mean, well, we always choose to be Wolverines, but, I mean, if you're a Michigan fan, a Michigan State fan, you are in deep, deep misery because Michigan State's getting ready to lose, like, the next six in a row. <laughs> I mean, it's not looking good. So I'd much rather have our problems than their problems. I mean, we're going to be fine. Let's relax. All right? Yes. Mediocre day for us. Fine. I get that. Pass rush. Um, That's another thing I think we need to relax on. It's going to get there. It looks from what I've seen. Oh, just a reminder before I get into the pass rush. Even last year with the almighty Aiden Hutchinson and the untouchable David Ajabo and all your guys' eyes. And I love both of them anyways. I'm not trying to say I didn't. But they didn't even get a sack against Maryland last season. Okay, so let's cool the Jets. It's all right. Not even the godson himself, Aiden Hutchinson, didn't get a sack last season against Maryland. I mean, it's kind of on purpose. What Maryland was doing was legitimately meant to slow down the pass rush. I mean, runs right up the middle, um, screens. How many screens did they run this game? A lot. Because they wanted, they know one thing, and I said this in the in the pregame. Michigan's defensive line is way over aggressive, super aggressive. So what do they what do they do? They took they use that to their advantage. Let them come rushing in because they're young, and they said, "Ooh, I want to get this sack," and then they dump the ball off on a screen. Okay, that's just what, that was the game plan. Everybody saw it. Because they knew they were going to be hungry for sacks. They knew they were going to be doing this. And they knew the defensive ends always crash in. They don't really pay that much attention. So what do they do? They use it against us. All right? Plain and simple. Relax. (laughs) Things are going to get better. We won the game. All right? Our, Our pass rush, I mean, like Talia squeezed out about like two or three where he was in a big group and it looked like he was going to go down, but a hand, he broke from a hand tackle or whatever, and he got out. And same with that big, tall, white kid. I mean, there was a point in time when they were third and 21, and he, they had him, and he just squeezed out and was able to get the first down. Because our everybody, you know, our defensive backs are farther down, guarding or, you know, covering, and then no one's in the middle because everybody was trying to catch that kid. So, Relax. We're going to be fine, okay? <laughs> it was a lot closer than it should have been. Yes, I agree. I would have loved if my score prediction came true. But hell, 34 to 27, it is what it is. 
I mean, I'm hoping that this is just our Rutgers from last season that we turn it around and then we learn our lesson and we just keep moving. You know, I really do. And I think it is a great, I think I'm very happy to have Iowa come up next just because it's not going to give us a chance to dwell on this. We got to learn those lessons and apply them immediately. Because if not, Iowa's going to beat us. It's Kinnick at home. They have a very good defense, right? And their offense seems to be waking up a little against very subpar football teams. I really believe the first – we could have one of those games where um, – what was it, a few years ago in 2019, I want to say, we beat Iowa, what, 10-3? to It could be one of those games. It's just going to be one of those nail biters where it's kind of boring. It's going to be a defensive slugfest probably. Who knows, right? Who knows? But relax. We're doing fine, okay? The pass rush, what I've seen from the pass rush or our defensive ends, they only have one. They have two moves, bull rush and uh, hesitate and dance. (laughs) That's all I see them do. They, when Aiden Hutchinson became great, he was moving constantly and doing more than one move. He had he had an arsenal of moves that he could do, which would throw off the offensive lineman because he didn't know what he was going to do, what move was going to be next. Right? These guys are still young; they're still young in the game. They're they're creating their arsenal. They're getting those moves down. Yes, uh, that okie dokie kid. I think we should probably get him in more. Um, I think he could be a nice little change of pace. Uh, I would like to see him either with Mike Morris, rotate him, rotate him, Mike Morris, and Upshaw. Those those three, get those three in a rotation. And then I, I still like Harrell, and I still like McGregor. I think those two are going to be very impressive. I mean, I th- this is just something that's going to take all season. And the good thing is if we continue to improve, right, what's the last game of the season? Ohio State. So hopefully we're in peak form by the time we hit that Ohio State game. We have to be or we're going to be in trouble. Um, also, defensive line. <sighs> I've heard people complain about Mason Graham. Why? Stop it. There's no reason to complain about Mason Graham. Did you see him blow up that dude? He had a few decent plays yesterday. He's still a freshman and he's still learning. And he had a few decent plays. Right. One thing I don't want to see that Cameron good. He's all right, but he's not impressive. I don't want to see him in there. Kenneth Grant, save him for like the like when we're blowing people out. Fine. Uh, I want I want the rotation of uh, of Mason Graham and Mozzie Smith and Chris Jenkins. Those guys are the real deal. Those guys get things done. I want to see that. You know, I love that trio in the on the line. I don't know. I think we're our defensive our defensive backfield. This was supposed to be their test, right? That was this was supposed to be their test, and they looked amazing. I mean, uh, Green shut people down numerous times. Uh, they were scared to death to go towards DJ Turner, and when they did, he got a questionable interception, but it still counts. 
Uh, Mikey Samer still, like I said, he did everything I said he was going to do. He got a t- he got a sack, and I'm going to count the two point conversion he intercepted as an interception. I know it's just a conversion, uh, you know, whatever, but still, that's an interception to me. So he did exactly what I said he was going to do. Um, thank God for Blake Corum. What a effing day that kid is! So impressive. I just even on the little things like when it was like a third and one and he gets hit uh, like behind the line of scrimmage and he just uses his legs to drive two or three dudes back so he can get the first down. I know we're like, well, who's going to get the short yardage situations? You know, we're missing uh, H2. Yeah, I don't think we're going to miss H2. I think Blake Horm showed you what he's capable of doing. 30 attempts, 243 and what, two or three touchdowns. Phenomenal. Just, I mean, one of the best, one of the best games by a running back I've seen in a long time for Michigan. Uh, very excited. Also, what I've been left with is our tight end room is better than our wide receiver room. And there's all this talk about how good our wide receivers are. And I'm sure they're talented. They really are. But get open. Make it a little bit easier for JJ to make a pass. I know those long passes, he, he out, he overthrew them. Got it. Now, I mean, I guess I can make the excuse that it was raining out, and if you saw all day, people were slipping and sliding on that field. So, you know, you're going to have long passes. Uh, probably not great to be doing it when there's weather, you know, because you probably don't get the most ideal footing. But I just think in general, whenever you see J.J. complete a pass and with any type of efficiency, it's to the tight ends. Max Bredesen, unbelievable. Great blocks. Schoonmaker, unbelievable. Great blocks. Great catching. Everything you need. Even the only, And that's even without Eric All. <laughs> I mean, our tight ends are better than our wide receivers. And even though our wide receiver group is deeper, it's just they, there's just a bunch of kids who have, I guess, don't know how to get open. Maybe I'm wrong in this. Maybe I'm wrong in this, all right? But that Cortland Loveland is going to be a monster. Our tight ends are legitimately better as a group than our wide receivers. Plain and simple. Because if our wide receivers don't have ideal situations, they can't get open. <laughs> I just, you got you to gotta shed blocks. You got to shed off the guys who are trying to hold you. That's your job as a wide receiver. I mean, I lo- I really, really, really want Andrew Anthony to have a great season. But do something, kid. Earn those catches. You know, that's the thing. Wide receiver is a very uh, dependent position because you need a great quarterback to get you the ball. But also, you have to earn that ball. Because there's what? Sometimes there's three, four, five of you out on there. And you're sometimes you're just the decoy. I get it, but there's other times you need to earn that ball. And I don't think they fight for the ball. I don't think they're like that's my ball. I'm getting that ball. And if they all took the approach like that, I'm <laughs> I'm sure you'd see a lot more wide wide receiver development. But they're not doing it. So we can say whatever we want. JJ, yeah, missed on a few. Uh, long bombs, but everybody was slipping and sliding yesterday, so it wasn't the greatest of footing. Uh, I don't know. I just, I'm, I'm not as discouraged as some of you are, and I don't know why we are. I think we love to be miserable as Michigan fans. Would be my guess. I mean, trust me, I get mad, just like everyone else. But 
I mean, let's use a little bit of thinking here. All right. What did we see out on that field? It wasn't the greatest thing in the world, but we didn't lose. But I mean, Oklahoma lost to Kansas State. <laughs> that could have been us, but we didn't. We made the plays when we needed to. That's that's a sign of a resilient team. That's a sign of the same team that won the Big Ten title last year and got into the playoffs. When we needed to make the plays, we made the plays. That's ultimately what you need to do and what you be judged on, right? When the play needs to be made, absolutely needs to be made, we made it. I don't care if it's a fourth and one and uh, Quorum took it, just read something different and then ran it for – 33 yards. He made the play when it needs to be made. I mean, our offensive line looked way better. They stepped up and looked better. J.J. had all day to throw, right? And those holes were wide open. I mean, the offensive line, all the questions we had about that seemed to be answered. I'm sure we'll have more. Uh, They'll really be tested next week, so that's going to be a real test. I mean, but this is like a midterm this is like the first pop quiz of the of the season, right? And we pass. We look good, good enough to win. <laughs> good enough to win. I mean, I don't know, man. I I I can't just be. I'm not that disappointed. I'm just not. We. It could have been much worse. It could have been way worse. And plus, the people who really needed to show out in this game did. Our defensive backfield. Our defensive backfield showed up. Our defensive line held both their running backs under 100 yards. They also slowed down the running of the of the quarterback for the most part. You know, I mean, it could it just could have been way worse. We could have been those teams that we were that I was just talking about at the beginning of the episode. I mean, tell me, I'm I'm right. I you know I'm right. So I don't know. I, you know, I, I'll be honest with you. I was listening to that Joel Klatt, man. He, I think he, secretly he loves Maryland because he was saying some ridiculous shit. I mean, did anybody else notice this when he's talking about how dominant, he said dominant about the Maryland running game. And then after he said dominant, they, they pulled up the stat on the screen and Michigan had outrushed Maryland to that point. <laughs> it's like... I don't know if he knows what dominant means. You can't say somebody's dominant and then they're not even leading in the <laughs> the position group in which you said they were being dominant in. Doesn't make sense. Really felt like I was watching the, uh, like if I was in Maryland watching the local TV call. That's what it really felt like yesterday. I was like, Jesus, these guys love Maryland. I mean, I guess they got to do a, a narrative, but dear Lord. That was embarrassing. It's like I think I think Clatt really wanted Michigan to lose because I think he had picked Maryland to upset us. So I think he was just trying to will it. Uh, just that was annoying to me. Uh, obviously, you know the two def- the two stars of the game, in my opinion, were Corum, obviously, and then defensive player was for me Sainer Steel. I just Mikey is just so good. Sub Zero is the shit. Uh, he uh, he! If he continues to do this all season, he's a lock to go to the NFL, in my opinion. I don't see why you wouldn't want someone like that on your team. He's phenomenal. Uh, if Daxon Hill got in the first round, if he continues to play like this, he might have played himself into the first or second round of the NFL draft. Been very impressed with him. Uh, 
Maryland's defense was much better than I thought. Much better. They had pretty good corners. Now, that's still no excuse for how poorly our wide receivers played. Because if you think Maryland's corners were tough, what do you think Iowa's corners are going to do to you? And next week is supposed to be our offensive test. Like, Maryland was supposed to be our defensive test, right? And it ended up being more of a nothing for our defense and more of a, holy shit, our offense can't do anything against this. Which now makes me wonder, is it really truly the offense or is it the offensive play calling? Because I get that you're putting, that Maryland was putting eight people in the back and daring you to run the ball. And you have to run them out of that. But when there when there's one or two negative plays on the run, why did we go back and do it again? Let I mean, we finally got they finally got through those thick skulls that they have to start doing crossing routes with wide receivers or tight ends, and that opened up a lot more. I just I don't understand why I don't know. I'm, I guess I'm not a play caller, so I don't get setting up one play to setting up like a big play with other smaller plays or whatever, however they do it, I don't understand it, but it just didn't make much sense to me. So I don't know if it was truly our offense that was really not looking good or was it the play calling? Or was it both, you know? I don't know. It is what it is. But, yeah, mediocre win. We're 1-0 in Big Ten play. Oh, and then Maryland's also in the East. Why do we even waste time with the Big Ten West outside of Minnesota this year? It doesn't seem like any of them deserve anything. Now watch I say that and we lose to Iowa. God, that would suck. I'm not even bringing that into existence. But very disappointed in the Big Ten West. Um, Big Ten East has what seems to be most all the dominant teams in the Big Ten right now. You know, So I guess we'll find out. That's why we play the games, right? I could be completely wrong, but I got a feeling we're all going to be like, damn, the East is strong once again, and the West has only produced one good team. <laughs> so that's what I think. Um, I don't know. I feel like I'm rambling, so I'm just going to get out of here. It was a you know decent win. It was, a, it was one of those wins that one of those games that left us with a lot of questions and a lot of things we need to or Michigan needs to work on moving forward. And that in itself is a positive to not look great, but still get the win, have a lot of really key things you need to work on to grow. And so this way we win bigger games down the road. I don't know how we don't leave this game encouraged about what we saw and what's going to, what the future can bring. So I think we need to take that approach, okay? We need to learn, one, J.J.'s still young. He's going to look young at times, just the way it is, okay? But if he can look young and we still win, I'm A-okay with it. <laughs> so uh, that's it, guys. I mean, it was, you know, it is what it is. On to Iowa, as they say. So, guys, it's great to be a Michigan Wolverine. It really is. Even if we get frustrated, it is still great to be a Michigan Wolverine. And always and forever, guys, go blue.